Blog Talk Radio. Geico presents sharing versus oversharing. Today, Bridget Griffin shared a video of her daily yoga routine, two self-help articles, and her new blog called Build Your Inner Bridge with Bridge. Girl, your sharing has turned into oversharing. No worries, Bridge. Geico has some info worth sharing with your seven blog followers, like how you could save money on your car insurance, update your policy, and report a claim just by visiting geico.com. How's that for building your inner bridge? Bridge, Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Love Talk Radio. Every single day, something's gonna come your way, good or bad. You don't need to hang your head. Gotta make a move instead. Don't be mad. Always a way to get everything the positive in your life. Nothing can stop you now. From opposite ends, this is Adiaga. This is your girl Adiaga Saiza and my lovely co-host. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is Shay Reminger. And you are listening to The Good Life. The Good Life promotes a commitment to a lifestyle of resourcefulness. This is a movement, y'all. We're about celebrating the innovators, the risk takers, the movers, the shakers, the go-getters. Those who go open other doors, those who find a way to make it all happen. We call them our do-gooders, and that's you, our listening audience, of course. That's right, and we are broadcasting live, and we always want to take the time out to thank our supporters, our community and family for their positive energy and tangible support to the vision. We never take it lightly, the power to influence, the power to inspire and empower. And as always, you know what it is. As you receive, you got to pay it forward. So do good as our lives are over right now. That's right. And call us right now. You can call in at 347-838-8917. That number again is 347-838-8917. Seven eight three eight eight nine one seven. So what's good, girl? What's good? What's really, really good? Well, I'm feeling really <laughs> empowered in this moment. You know why? Because Black Girl Rocks came on the other day, and beautiful. so <laughs> I'm going to affirm that I'm a Black Girl who rocks. But you know. Thank God for those programs because I had a little hiccup today. What happened? I got I, I got in my feelings a little bit, but you know, uh, you know, I have a little part-time job on the side, and so most of it is dealing with customer service. And you know, I had to remind myself I'm a black girl who rocks <laughs> because <laughs> I had a, I had a couple of customers that tried it. Um, they tried it, and um, it made me feel away. I, I do good. They tried it, it with my They, they uh-uh, tried it. Try and it. Let me tell you what happened. <laughs> let me tell you what happened. It's because see, this is the thing when you are pursuing a dream and when you're pursuing your goals and your vision there might be you know you might have that and it might not be exactly where you want it to be financially and lucrative you know in in a lucrative way so you might have to do other little gigs other little part-time jobs just to keep you afloat that's reality that's just sometimes how the world works unfortunately but when you have your vision and you have your goal you know nothing's going to deter you from that however um when you're sitting behind that desk whatever you it is that you're doing at your not at your part-time job people don't really know the vision and the plans and the goals and the things that you are pursuing all they see is the person behind the desk and you know we really have to be careful of how we treat you know somebody said um to me that they treat the janitor and the CEO in the same they they treat them the same way in terms of the respect level it doesn't change just because you think that in your mind someone is a low man on the totem pole or whatever that it may be for you um, low man on the totem pole may may be the secretary for you. Low man on the totem pole for some may be the janitor. Low man on the totem pole totem pole may be I don't know the man who opens the door, you know concierge or whatever it is, you know. But my thing is you do not know the plan, the purpose for that person. You have no idea for that person's life. You have no idea um, how they impact other people's lives. You have no idea the things that you say and do, what seeds that that might. Um, 
implant in that person. So I just have to always be mindful. I have to always be mindful that of how I treat and talk to other people because it happened to me. And I'm, I'm always very conscious of that. I try to be as conscious as I can be of that. But today it happened to me. I was treated, I was treated like a little man on a totem pole, and it made me feel away to the extent that I carried that. I mean, it happened to me early on in the day. Somebody questioned um I'm not saying question my intelligence, but they 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 asked me uh, whether or not I knew something, as if they couldn't believe that I knew it, and <laughs> it was racially it was racially but don't you charged. Work there? I worked there, but it was it, they were asking me about I don't want to say what it was, but it was a the person that came up had a name had the same name of somebody in politics and in history, okay? And I said, oh wow! And my eyes lit up, and I said, oh wow! You have the same name, and they said to me, oh, you know that person? As if I couldn't have known that person, <laughs> as if it was beyond me to know that oh person. Gosh. And so it's like subtle, yeah. And and where I work, my little part-time job, um, there are people that don't look like that do not look like me that I encounter ninety percent of the time, and so it's those subtleties. It's not really the overt things that happen. Happen and that's said and yes. done. It's the subtleties, and so you know. And a lot of times we carry those things, those subtle things that happen to us from day to day. We carry them with us, and we may not have an outlet like like we have, fortunately, to talk about these things. We may, we may not be an author where we can write. We may not be a poet where we can speak, or a a uh, an, a vocalist where we can sing about these things. So a lot, of, so a, a lot of the community they walk around with these things subconsciously. It's in their body, it's in their mind, it's in their heart and their spirit, and they take it from day to day. And that's why that's why people are angry and they don't know why they're angry. That's why people are frustrated that they don't know why they have a short fuse because all of these things they carry, they don't speak on it. And today it really it weighed me down. But I had to remember that I'm a black girl who rocks. That's right. And, and it's more than just a saying, and it's more than just a hashtag, it's more than just a, a T-shirt we wear or an event that we can go to to celebrate who we are. It's really a conscious a consciousness, and you have to keep that level of consciousness with you wherever you go, such that when you do come across people who want to try you or people who mm-hmm. want to uh, second-guess your intelligence or downplay or treat you like you're the low man on a totem pole, once you know who you are on the inside, <laughs> Once you have really grasped hold onto that consciousness, nothing can bring you down. So that's the lesson. Do good is that's the lesson I learned for today. <laughs> that's it. That's it. And yeah. and that's a that's a wonderful lesson to learn. You know, um, I was I, I think you and I have always talked about if we could have learned some of these lessons earlier on in life, like earlier. where. You know where would where would we have uh, where would we be, you know, and how much uh, would we have been able to, you know, empower and encourage others? Because you know you learn the lessons, and it doesn't matter how old you are when you learn the lesson. The importance is is you know how much you grow after you have um, been confronted with you know adversity like that. I mean. People, I don't understand why why people in in this and I, you know what? Let me take that back. I do understand why people feel that they can try it because oh, they, wow. they because they have the the um the the Pied Piper of of trying oh, it right right. But, but wait not, a minute, but, but yeah, but he wants to make America great again. <laughs> You know what that's cold for. We're going for. back to that good old great America. You know what that's cold for. That's, I don't know. See, my question, Trump, my qu- no, no, because my question, <laughs> Trump, is, well, what part of history, no, at what time period are you talking about? When you say let's make America great again, at uh, what time in history are you trying to go back? At what point was it, like, what point are you trying to make it great? Are you trying to go back to the 60s, the 50s? Are you trying to go back to, like, the early 1900s? Like, when, what time are you referring to? I don't know because you know um I paid attention in history class and okay. every every era that I um studied it was filled with pain and strife 
But so see, I don't you, know. When you say that, people think you're uh, people want to make it seem like you're un, you're not patriotic. You're unpatriotic. Listen, I love my country. I love the fact that we have a, a, there's certain liberties here that are not in other places. But however, when you want to talk about uh, some things that are systemic, some things that are you know our social historical culture here, um, not so great. <laughs> and, and I and I you know and I do I do want to to preface my statement by saying you know I I am proud to be an American. Um, there have been accomplishments that this country and people who represent, you know, my ethnicity have done to to make this country great. However, again, whenever I read the history books of, from any, you know, point of view, it was filled with pain and strife. You think about any era. There, you know, a, a lot of the, the monumental, you know, um, moments in history they were either um, created as a result of, you know, some t- somehow contributed to the suffering and pain of some people. So Listen. I don't know what part of America he's trying to make great because but, when when you talk about the occupation of this country from its inception, it was about taking away the land that was, you know, occupied by people and... <laughs> Well, kind see, of, you know. We, we, listen, we, about to, we might have to have a whole other show on that because um, we, we, I, <laughs> we might have to have a whole other show. Because when we talk about, like, the stuff I talked about earlier with some people demeaning you and making you feel as if you are not enough, and also with you, I think you kind of um, alluded to the fact that because we have this person who is who is a, a front leader um, for the Republican Party, uh, it, it makes you, you know, <laughs> it lets you know where we are <laughs> in society, it's, it's exactly right. where we are. Um, we have come a long way, but we have a whole long way to go, which makes me ask a question of myself, am I doing enough? Am I doing enough? And the little bit that I have, my whatever it is, my skills, my my voice, and I just got, you know, told you Black Girls Rock came on the other day, and I we, you know, do good as we love watching that show because because it always gives gives us some new fire. Um, it always reinforces our vision and helps us to keep going when we can celebrate and see other women of color and just women in general just really just going forth and, and being great and who they are, um, but particularly women of color because there's so many obstacles in our way or proceed, you know, in our way, um, just, you know, within our culture, within the society and how we can overcome uh, and how, how we have overcome. So my thing is this, um, the question I'm going to put out on the table is, am I doing enough? With the bit that I have, with the knowledge that I have and the skill set that I have, am I doing enough? Are you doing enough, Shay? I, w- I would say, um, I would have to say no. Mm. Even though sometimes I feel like I'm doing too much, um, okay. but when I think about you know that that question, am I doing enough? Am I encouraging you know people to step up to the plate and really you know again if we're if we're gonna just talk about you know the political climate of today, am I have I really encouraged people to register to vote? to make sure that they participate in, you know, um, local and and municipal, um, you know, politics. I have not done enough. Um, Mm. You know, there are still people that I know that um, are not registered, that don't participate in, in the voting process. And, you know, as much as I have tried to make sure that people understand that their vote does count, um, I know that there are a lot of people that that haven't really taken that initiative to do that. But I will say this, I think that in this political climate, this is really an indication of how much your vote does count and how much your voice does make a difference. Because if you don't vote, then you really don't. Not just that, but if you don't vote, you really do not have any excuse or anything to say Mm. because you did not participate in making sure that the best candidate or the, the less of the two evils or however you want to, you know, pitch it. You did not make sure that that the candidate that was the right fit for the job 
was put into office or put into, you know, the the world of the political arena. And not just on the national scale, but even on a local scale, because I've always said to people that the local municipal, um, you know, um, elections are the ones that really, really count because those are the people that are going Mm -hmm. to help push, you know, the change in your community. And when you don't Mm -hmm. participate in those, you're letting people know, I really don't care. So in that sense, no, I'm not doing enough. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really, um, I'm nervous because I don't know what more I can do. Mm -hmm. You know, like what, well, by you, of- well, by you even saying it needs to be done, that's the first step. You understand? Even by you saying it needs to be done, um, at least you have an awareness and you're acknowledging the what needs to be done, and you can go by starting some of those things that you mentioned. You understand? And and um, there's some people that really don't know even where to start or even know how they want to pitch in to help in any area, whether it be political, whether it be whatever it is within their just the community, you know, uh, different societal ills that they see, see within their community beyond just the political level. Um, finding your voice and, and knowing where is it that you want to, what, what part of the world do you want to impact change? I think that's really important. You know, there, you know, there was a young girl and oh gosh, I wish I could remember her name, but see, Pete, we think that some things are small and um, no, anything that you do to impact change is a big thing. And what may mm-hmm. seem small to you actually can snowball into a big thing. This one young lady, um, she was a, she was a season sixth grade. And she noticed that her curriculum, you know, there were no books of, uh, she wasn't reading, she didn't felt like she could see herself in the literature that she was receiving um, in her class. And so she Mm -hmm. started this initiative to find books that had uh, i don't know if i don't know if she was just strictly looking for little black girls within books but she was but it it snowballed into just her finding um african american authors or people of color um who were authors and having that initiative that drive and putting those books into the classrooms into other little kids hands and she called it i hope i'm getting this right Hashtag 100 Black Books. I think that's what it was called. But anyway, she started out that hashtag, and now, oh my goodness, this girl has one. Is she sorry? Hashtag. I think it's a thousand Black Books. Um, hashtag a thousand Black Books. And so, I mean, that initiative has just you know taken her far, and has and, and it's it definitely has catched on. And here we are, a six year a, a girl in the sixth grade saw a need, for, you know, used her resources you know, free social media to impact right. change, and there you go. You know, and she was being honored on Black Girl Black Girl Rock. So, I mean, that's yeah. what I mean. The, identify a need. Identify a need, something that you see that you want to change. Identify where there is a gap, whether it be in service or whatever, and see what it is that you can do with the skill set and resources that you have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, don't try to be yeah. like somebody else. What skill set that you have that you can right. impact change, and that's really, right. and that's how you can do enough. That's how you can do more than enough. That's her, what I um, feel. Her hash- <laughs> yeah, her hashtag is one thousand black girl books. And black girl books. Yeah. Yes, one thousand. I'm sorry, one thousand black girl books. And she, her name is Molly Diaz, and she said, I noticed the books that were being assigned were only about white boys and dogs. Mm. And and that was one run. Yes. (laughs) Sounder and all of those books. Right. Um, And she used the little that she had, or just her idea, and started a book drive, and said. Mm bring all the books that have black girls in them so mm. that we can see ourselves. Mm. And I, I think that's really what it all comes down to is that I think a lot of times, Adiaga, we, we we look at, you know, what's going on globally and we become, uh, you know, 
kind of we we talk ourselves out of what we're able to do because we're looking at global issues and how right. you know how limited our personal resources are but even if it's just something as doing a book drive and sending books to you know a shelter you know there are thousands of children here in New York, and I'm quite sure all over the country where our do-gooders are listening, there are children who are in shelters that do not have mm-hmm. school supplies, do not have books to read, you know, just at night to, you know, um, occupy their time, um, you know, and they go to school. And you see them every single day. And, you know, you may not know that they are homeless, but they are. And that's something that you can do. Um, you know, there's, there's tons of, of, of small changes that we can make in the world. And and like you said, you know, not um, feeling like it has to be this grandiose, you know, platform, but even just something on a small level is, is impactful. Right. You know, and – Feeling like, you know, when we ask the question, are you doing enough? Also feeling like you are enough to do something. Right, right. That's number <laughs> that one. What you have, yeah, that what you have is enough to do something. What you have is enough to make a change. That whatever you need to say, whatever you have to say, in the manner in which you say, it is enough to impact change. Sometimes somebody just needs to hear your opinion. Some, sometimes right. somebody needs to hear what your viewpoint is on something. And you never know with you being bold and stepping out and taking a stand on a particular topic or issue, you never know how that can um uh, become something even bigger and larger and impact the world beyond just mm-hmm. your community. You know, just like mm-hmm. with the two young ladies who started the um, Black Lives Matter um, a campaign and how that just, I mean, that became the mantra, you know, for the movement, right. um, Black Lives Matter. And so that's what I mean, like those taking just taking a step out, having a voice, having an opinion, having something to say, and believing that you are enough to impact change. I, and I just think that's so needed, especially with our youth today. Um, I'm just seeing a new fire with our young people that I haven't seen in a long time. And I, I would guess, um, and I think we mentioned this before, even with all the things that have been happening in our community and the world abroad, particularly with um, our, our, the war on our young uh, black men with regards to um, the police, um I feel that on the flip side of that, and I think we talked about this with our other episode, uh, questioning, you know, talking about the, this concept of the new civil rights movement. I think right. that it has reawakened um, some of our our youth to go back and study their history and understand that there's nothing new under the sun. That these things that we've experienced um, within uh, our culture and with, uh, sorry, within our society is not not anything new. These movements, these initiatives. The tools may be different, and right. thank God for these new tools because we're able right. to impact in different in 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 a way much larger scale than just having foot to pavement. But um, I really think it has really reawakened some of our young people to become like the new freedom fighters, the new freedom writers, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. it's just a beautiful thing to watch and experience and, and, and watch blossom, you know, young kids becoming poets and speaking out and becoming, you know, leaders amongst their peers and in their community. I mean, it's just a beautiful thing to to, um, to witness. So even though we may not have wanted to go through um, the things that we went, you know, the Trayvon Martins and all of that, on the other side of that, was some, uh, I mean, some developments like we've never seen before within our youth, you know. Right. So I definitely right. have to come in. Definitely I mean, have to come I, in, our, our young brothers and sisters. I, I definitely agree with you because it, you do see areas that young people have become reawakened and become more conscious of the world in which they live in. And I think a lot of times when, you know, talking with young people, they they share about how, you know, growing up, it, you know, either they were just very sheltered or they weren't mm. um, exposed to, right. you know, the world in, in a way where they had to really process, you know, that there are people who, you know, 
don't have love in their hearts, that people, you know, they, they, they aren't looking to, to see you be successful. And I think for mm-hmm. a lot of people, especially growing up in, in this era, in this generation, they never really experienced that because everyone told them, you're great, you're great, you can do whatever you want, you can be whoever you want. And then right. they hit this roadblock where there's people that's like, I don't even like you. You know, and it, mm-hmm. for some of them, they tell me it, it was hard for them to understand, like, why are, they, why are people like that? Because they didn't grow up with, you know, how you and I had sometimes we we had the unfortunate circumstance of teachers telling us that, you know, we weren't going to be anything. Right. Because of the color of our skin. You know? Right. Um, or because they just didn't think that they didn't have, you know, whatever, they just didn't see any plans for us or whatever, whatever we, we didn't fit into the box or whatever right. the case may be. And sometimes, unfortunately, you take that on. You take that on and you may believe that. There's some people who actually, you know, somebody said something to them as a child and they took that on as to be true. And you gotta right. fight against that. You gotta you have to fight against all of the um voices and all of the imagery and all of the messages that you may get from day to day that tells you that you're other you're some kind of other you're you're in lack you're um you're you're less you you know you're subpar you know that that is a daily fight uh mental fight. For some people it's spiritual. It's a fight to not take that in um into yourself to be true. How much do you think that that really creates that um the the void of feeling that people are enough? How how much do you think that that impacts how how we interact with with people? Well, I mean, you know, uh I think it impacts a lot because my thing is you cannot be you cannot celebrate someone else when you're feeling like you're you're not enough. It's hard it's hard to get in a mindset to celebrate or to be happy or to um do any of that with someone else when you're feeling like you're missing out on something. You're not living up, up to your potential or there's something wrong with you. You're never going to make it. If you're walking around with all of that inside of you, it's hard to, it's almost like you're just walking through your day. You're just waking up and just getting through the day. You're not really experiencing. You're in a daze in a sense. Mentally, spiritually, you're mentally, spiritually, everything is in a, in a, in a daze and then you're not really able to impact. I, I told my mother one time that, you know, she has a, a, a she know, knew someone um, in her life that didn't really, um, this per- particular person doesn't really push themselves to do much. They mm-hmm. are, they're always in um, telling themselves they can't do something. They don't really step out in areas where the door is wide open for them to take the, the center stage in a particular task or area. They they cower and they stay in the back. And I said to to my mother, I said, that you know that person can never really be your friend, Right. Right. And she said, why you say that? I said, because my idea of a friend is someone that's going to champion you, is someone that's going to pull your coattail and let you know, "Uh uh-uh, that ain't right. Your slip is showing. Um, no, 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 honey, don't sit up. Get, get up, get up. Go ahead, do that. Apply for that job. Go, no, 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 no. You, you got this right here. That's what a friend is going to do. Now, if she is really not able to do that for herself. It might be a little hard for her to do that for you <laughs> and tell you, no, 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 go out and whatever. So my thing is if she can't, if she can't see that for herself and she is extremely resistant in doing that, it's no way that person really uh, and truly and sincerely is going to rise to the occasion to be that and do that for you. So that, that person can never really be a friend. And when I said that to her, she said, you're right, they really can't be a friend to me. Right. Makes you think. <laughs> it, it definitely does, and it, it makes you to start to take inventory of you know the people that you you keep close to you, um, and how much are you all empowering each other, and empower, you know in 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 addition to um, inspiring each other, um, because it, it is crucial that you have people that you know kind of on your same same wavelength. Because you, you're always going to feel some type of um, discomfort being around them, especially when you know that okay, you're on a mission, you're setting some goals, you're, you're working, you know, hard towards some some goals, and this person is just like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. 
I think I just, you know, I'm just going to hang out today. And you're like, come on, you know, why don't you come with me? (laughs) Right, but see, you might be, but because you're the go-getter, you in that friendship might say to that person, come on, you can do it, get up and go. You can make it. Like, that might be your position because that's just your attitude, right? And that person, but now what I notice is that sometimes the other person who's not like that will kind of self-select themselves out your life because some people don't. You ever met somebody that when they're sad? You ever met somebody somebody that when they're sad or crying, they want you to, to cry and be sad with them? And I understand that, but there's some people who have, they don't want to hear it's going to get better. They, it makes them upset to hear that. Like, you ever right. met somebody? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. I know some people. I know some people like that. That when they're sad, they want you to be sad with them, and when and 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 yeah, they want you to cry when they're crying. And when you tell them, when you tell them that you know, oh, you know, look for the silver lining. Some people really get upset because they they want you to be down when they're down, and that's fine for a time. But at third day, he rose. Okay, so um, we're not going to stay right. So <laughs> we're not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? I give you a good three days to cry. And then, okay, boo, come this on out. This is it. Wake up now. <laughs> right. So the, the other person in your life may self-select themselves out of your life because you are the go-getter. You are the person that's really being inspired, and to be around you may make them feel worse. Now, you have other people who like to be inspired, who even though when they're down, they like to be around people who can pull their coattails, what have you, but that's a special kind of person who is not envious, who's not jealous, who actually wants to make their lives better. But when you have people who just, you know, they're good just as long as you right where they are, and that's fine for a time. But then you have to grow. You definitely have to grow. And if we're not growing, you know, you have to go your way and I have to go mine. And that's in business and in friendship and in everything else in between. Right. And I think, again, like you said, um, knowing that those are the type of people that, you know, you may have to um, either have a sit-down conversation with them or they will, you know, excuse themselves out of their lives on their own. But I think also part of that is starting to take inventory of, you know, your life as a whole. You know, are do you feel like there are areas in which you need to improve on? Because sometimes when right. we're asking the question, do you feel like you're enough, you first have to take a look at what is it that I'm doing mm. Mm. and and start mm. to, you know, am I doing anything before I even get to am I doing enough? Am I doing anything? You know, and it's not about, again, it's not about making, you know, these grand platforms and doing all of this philanthropic work. What is it that, you want to do, and we talked about it last week, <laughs> because right. everything coincides. What <laughs> is it that you're doing? And then also looking at who are the people that are around me that are either championing me, that I am helping them, that we are encouraging each other, and then now looking at am I doing enough for me to reach this goal? Whatever whatever it is, you know, you, you have to always take inventory of what's going on because, again, like we said last week, sometimes you could just be doing stuff and you don't even realize how distracting it is to what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Right. And you're just exactly. doing things. And, mm-hmm. busy, you know, right, right, <laughs> because you say yes. And... <laughs> You know, so when, when when you were talking about having, you know, friends that, you know, are not on the same wavelength, it, it made me think about, you know, are you doing that inventory of, you know, what is it that I'm trying to accomplish? Because that person could very well be dragging you down and you don't even realize it because you're just too busy trying to, you know, be their cheerleader and cheer them up. And you're, you're they're draining you. Draining, exactly, and and you of course you want to be there for your friend, whoever it is, but hmm, at some point Sometimes. it's like okay, I'm gonna plant this. Yeah, it's I'm gonna plant this seed and I'm gonna water it and hopefully it will grow. Hopefully it will grow, but you can't keep putting the seed 
<laughs> into a, a, a bad ground. Like at some point, exactly. At some point, you got to make another choice. And and for also the person that's on that other side that wants to be down all the time. At some point now. You have to make another choice. You know, it's going down this road. You know, listen, we all at some point ask ourselves, are we enough? And, there, and, and as human beings, at some point we do feel like we're not enough, okay? But, you know, <laughs> you getting, uh, making yourself fit, you understanding that you are enough, that is a personal journey. And at some point, whether you're there today or, you're sorry, you're not there today and not there tomorrow, you have to make it in your mind, up in your mind, I have to get there. I have to get to that point where I do feel like I am enough, that I do feel like I'm worthy, that I do um, and acknowledge and understand that I do have something to give. And there won't be too many people in your life that's going to pat you on the back, that's going to tell you, going to prop you up and give you those messages in life you sometimes you just gonna have to you gonna have to take that thing you're gonna have to you're gonna have to just take it (laughs) you understand what i'm saying you know and and stand firm in that because in this day and age there's so many messages that tells us that we're not enough even as black women women so when we see young girls like amanda stenberg and when we see ladies like denai guerrera and when we see um all these different the black lives matter campaign all these things that come up that and affirm who they are and are bold in who they are and the statements they want to make it's a wonderful thing to witness you know what i mean and we need to mm-hmm. see more of that but but in the absence of not having that, guess what? You have to do the work. You got to right. do the work. You got to pick up a book. You got to find something in your history that says, uh-uh, I may not feel like I'm enough today, but look at my history. Look at my ancestors. Look at my past. There's something I can grab or hold on to that lets me know um, I have purpose and that I am someone. And that's that right. personal inner work that you have to do on your on your own time because the world ain't going to give it to you. The world no. is not going to give it to you. Not at all. No, they'll take. <laughs> right. It's not going to give you. You have to do that. You have to do that work. Right. And I, I think I think part of um, you know even understanding you know your worth and and knowing that you are enough is is um, reflecting and and showing gratitude because you know I had a conversation with with some of my students today and I was talking to them about manners. And um you know, they we we unfortunately because some of our young men they they are budding artists and their mm-hmm. paper is not enough for them. They have to draw on the mm. walls in the bathroom. So we mm-hmm. lock the doors in the bathroom and they have to come and get the key. And you know, my expectation is is when you come and get the key from me, you ask me in a full sentence using please and thank you as your <laughs> um, prefix or suffix. Uh-huh. And some of some of my students they don't understand um, how to conjugate that sentence, and okay. um, you know they're like, oh, can I get the key? And I, you could, but the question is, <laughs> will you? <laughs> and they're like. May I please have the key for the bathroom, please? Yes, yes, you may. Thank you. Okay, great. And one of those things of understanding, um, you know, your worth is looking and talking and expressing gratitude because you never really think about the people and things that influence you positively because, you know, we're always kind of going, 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 going. And when you take a moment and you think about, you know, something that inspired you or made you smile or someone that said a kind word, you start to realize how much positivity is being poured into you throughout the day. And sometimes we are on a positivity deficit because we're not, you know, we're not actively seeking out, you know, those positive moments. So sometimes we let them mm-hmm. pass us by. And then we wind up, you know, we wonder why we we feel so empty sometimes because mm-hmm. we're like, okay, why do I feel so bad? You know, why, right. why is today so horrible? You know, so what? where was the sunshine? Where did you look for it? Where did you see it? Because it happens, sometimes we just don't even pay attention to it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was talking with a friend of mine, and he was telling me about how much he doesn't like his job. And I said, but 
you know, people, you always tell me about how, you know, some of the people at your job always saying how, how awesome, you know, you, you are at what you do. And he was like, yeah, they don't count. I said, why not? They're the mm-hmm. ones that appreciate what you do. So right. why don't they why don't they count? And he he was basically, you know, telling me that everyone tells him, you know, that he's doing a great job except for his supervisor. And he okay. will right. So he's looking at supervisors lack of, you know, um gratitude versus the entire staff who's saying you're awesome. We're glad you're mm-hmm. here. What would we right. do without you? And so now he doesn't feel as though, you know, he's worth anything. So we have to kind of rethink that, you know, where where are we saying, okay, I'm grateful for this. I'm thankful for this. I have this. I, You know, this is what I do well. And then you start to realize, okay, I'm on the right path here. You know, things aren't that bad. Mm. Yeah, being a, a, having a, um, a heart of gratefulness definitely puts things into perspective because you can easily be like, oh, this ain't right. I don't got this over here. Oh, I ain't never gonna get this over here because I ain't got this over here. <laughs> like, you know, right. That is like a that is like a rabbit hole that goes deeper and deeper and deeper. Don't, <laughs> no don't fall down, Allison. <laughs> don't go down, Alice. <laughs> it didn't end well, Alice. Don't go down, Alice. <laughs> don't go. It, it sure didn't end well. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's a mindset that can and that can definitely make you feel like you're not enough, especially if you opt to go down that rabbit hole because that rabbit hole is very deep. Because there's always something in your life you can, it never ends. And there's always something you can look and say you don't have or you wish you had, you wish you had. But you don't know what you may have to give up to get that. And then once you get the thing that you wish you had, you don't know what other things comes comes along with it. So I think with having a grateful heart with where you are now makes room and space for other things to develop and grow in the pace and time in which it should. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Instead of trying to skip the step. <laughs> You playing shoots and ladders with your life. No, no, no. You got to take. You got to take. You remember that game? I used to love shoots and ladders. Oh, my God. You could be down on the bottom, but you can go straight to the top. That's right. You're trying to fast track your life. No, you better be thankful in this moment. No, you better be thankful in this moment. You have to be, or else it'll pass you by. And, and you'll never see it again. Live in the moment. Live in the moment and be grateful in the moment. I have to do more right. of that. I definitely have to. Because I could be in Monday already on Friday. Like, okay. <laughs> Girl, let's talk about how you could. I could be like three months away. Just, oh, my God. Okay. I'm not that bad. I don't think I'm that bad. <sighs> it, it, sometimes it gets really bad. I have to remind myself, like, listen, stay in the moment. Stay in this week. <laughs> stay in this hour. Because my brain will go all the way out, and I'm just, like, panicking. Because I'm like, okay, I got to get this done. I got to get this done for June. And, you know, I'm on the phone with people, and I'm scheduling stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, are you available on June 24th? They're like, I I don't know. And I'm like, well, why not? How come you don't know? (laughs) Because it's April. But people do that with their people do that with their age too. Like you could be like thirty four and you're like, Oh, I'm almost forty but wait no no no. You got thirty five, you got thirty six right. you got thirty seven. No, no, no. You got life. You got you got more many more years before. You already were reti- planning like, you your retirement party. And you thirty four. <laughs> Talk about let me get my AARP. No. <laughs> let me apply. I wanna make sure that all my paperwork's done. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. You're going to enjoy it. And then before you know it, you may, may be 40 and be like, oh, my 30s. No, no, no. You rushed through your 30s. When you were 30, you were thinking about, oh, I'm about to be 40, and you didn't enjoy the 30s. Like, hello. Right. Yes, definitely. You you were preaching to me, girl, because I had a moment last week, and I had to catch myself. I really did. What? I found myself having oh, Lord. a oh, Lord. Yes, it was, yes, yes, yes. It was what a, happened a comp- now? I found myself having a, a mini panic attack because next month is my birthday. And whoop, whoop. I, I, yes, whoop, whoop. but I was having a 
oh my gosh, the door is closing moment. It is not close. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I didn't feel it like It's not I, closing. Adiaga, you, you I didn't. You know how many people wish they were your age? Come on. I didn't. I'm telling you, I didn't feel like I was worth it. I didn't feel like I was doing enough. I didn't. <laughs> All of the things well, we're talking about, I, I had a moment, and it was over a couple of days, and I realized I, I, I had to go and search my feelings and really, you know, look, because it, w- it was manifesting in other way, and I had to really sit down and think about why am I feeling this way and why am I reacting to things. And I realized I was having, like, a little slight panic attack because, I was just looking at like, oh my gosh, this is the countdown, the final count, <laughs> the final countdown. Exactly. The <laughs> of the music was playing, the pyrotechnics were going. The final countdown. I'm sorry. I can't. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. The, the pyrotechnics. Okay. The pyrotechnics <laughs> were going. The music was playing. The guy was in his. The guy was in his black leather. Everybody was. It, it was a mess. Help me, Lord. And yes, yeah, so I, I, I am definitely. You are preaching to me. Thank you for talking me off the cliff. Because oh my gosh! I, I had a moment. Mm. I really, really did, and it was. I was in a deep, dark place, and I had to just say, okay, what's going to happen? It will happen when. It's time, and right now is not the time. So you need to chill out. And but see, you let, might, you might feel that way. You can want to let it go. But listen, I think the reason why you feel that way is because some way I was um I was at a play, and the play was it was called Untamed. Okay, and this play was phenomenal. It was short stories, black um or all, all female authors, uh, playwrights. And um, it talked about, it, it was going through um, different young black women's lives and different things they encountered, whether it be um, racism, sexism, that type of thing. And it was a wonderful play. But after it was over, there was an a older lady in the audience that said, you know, she gave her spiel, and she basically said her, her critique was, it was a great show, but her critique was how come the play did not explore um, stories about older women, and in this case it was about black women, older women. And she said because she notices that in today's society, particularly when you get a certain age as a woman um, within our culture, we become invisible. And I think subconsciously, um, now the play didn't explore that. It just didn't touch on that. That's fine. But I thought about what she said just in general. And um, so listening to you and you talking about this final countdown, I think that subconsciously as women, we do we, we do feel that way, that after a certain, you know, particularly in my business, you know, within film and stuff like that, it definitely is a thought that, you know, after a certain age you can't be the sex symbol. After a certain age you're not going to be the you know, the lady in waiting after a certain age or whatever. So it's like, yeah, is it because you feel that within society after a certain point, it's like, oh, you, you know, you're for, you're forgotten about? Um, we're not just talking about biologically, um, but just as a woman, it's like, okay, past this prime, um, you're no longer viable, <laughs> you know, as a woman. That's a lie. But I think culture, our society kind of puts those – Things out there that you know, if you know this this age group is vibrant is, is what is vibrant. This age group is what is um, whatever sexy. This age group is what whatever whatever that that message is. Do you feel that you? I'm, I don't know. I'm asking you. Do you feel that to be true for you? I, I sometimes do, um, and there are times where I forget, you know, um, how old I am. Because I'm, yes. you know, you know, I feel effervescent. I, I feel, you know, sparkly and bubbly. I'm eighteen. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, but it, exactly, there are times. There are times where I'm feeling footloose and fancy free, and then there are times where, you know, there are certain situations that draw attention to the reality of it for me, and it becomes very glaring. And I have to either remind myself or it there is a reminder made for me that, you know, you are 
you are who you are. You are this age. You are not 18. You know, you are not just fresh out, you know, of, uh, you know, of of new experiences and and different things like right. that you know so mm-hmm. some you know sometimes there are days where i feel you know like the world is my oyster and i'm so alive and then there's days where i'm just like wow right. the years went by so quickly and it went by I so fast have, right and i still have so much to do and mm-hmm. you know and I'm looking at, you know, the calendar, and I'm like, I don't have a lot of time. <laughs> but, you know, hey, listen, you know, in my mind, you know, you feel like you don't have a lot of time, but you don't control time. And so, um, you know, you're not on God's time schedule. <laughs> right. You just have to, you know, get schedule. it. Right. And the, the the whole point of the matter is is just get as much as you can done and and make your make your work worthwhile and and mm-hmm. do positive things so that those works can speak for you. I mean that's the bottom line. No matter who you are and where you are, you know the the line the the bottom line is to do as much as you can to make a positive impact in your life and in others and and you know try to influence and inspire others to do the same thing. You know and the time doesn't matter and how old you are doesn't matter because as we talked about earlier, you know, we have an a, a 11-year-old who has definitely made an impact so much so that the White House, um, you know, supported her efforts. So, you know, for her, that is, you know, just the, that's the tip of the iceberg for her. Who knows what more she can do? But then you have people who are in their 90s who are, you know, running their first marathon that are inspiring people who have never ran before to get up and start being active. You know, so it, it's it's never too late, but you definitely want to make sure that every moment that you are alive, that it counts. That's true. That's true. Well, I think we're going to end on that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because <laughs> I feel good about myself. <laughs> I feel, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I don't good? know about you. Do good. <laughs> I do. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Listen, do gooders, determined to be a do gooder, put that goal in sight and go open all the doors for yourself and ultimately for others. Remember, whatever you want in life, you can have it. You are enough and you are doing enough. And if you're not, Hey, stand up and go get it. I do good as a go get it. That's right. Get up and go get it and stop beating yourself up so much. We love you, do good as. <laughs> we love you. Record better audio anywhere with Motive Digital Microphones from Shure. Easy-to-use options like the MV88 plug directly into your phone or computer and include a free app. Create studio-quality sound for podcasts, music, and videos. Visit Shure.com to learn more. 